welcome to the Life Refresh Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Robinson, and I'm so glad that you decided to tune in to the podcast today. This podcast is designed for those who are looking to refresh and renew all aspects of their life and receive a life that only God can give. My hope is that through this podcast, you will receive exactly what you've been looking for. Welcome to the Life Refreshed Podcast. I am here with my first guest, a great friend of mine. Her name is Nadima Rivera, and she comes from the great country of Puerto Rico. And one of the things as we were talking about in the last podcast is really finding out who you are. And Nadima has been on a journey I don't want to speak for her because she has a great, great story to share, but um, especially coming from the perspective outside of the United States, it gives us an opportunity for us to think differently about who we are and what we perceive in, as valuable, not just in, our, in the United States and where we live from a cultural standpoint, but what about that outside of the United States? What about those individuals who have a different perspective on life. So I thought it'd be great that we could get some international flavor on this <laughs> um, and introducing Nadi Mar. So how are you doing? Hi, Ryan. I'm doing good. It's my first time recording a podcast, so I'm a little nervous, but not really. All right. So, um, so tell, tell the audience a little bit about you, where you came came from, grew up. Let's, let's get your origin story. Okay, so I born and raised in Puerto Rico, in San Juan, eh, all my life until last year that I moved from Puerto Rico to Columbus. Mm -hmm. So basically, yeah, 30 years in living in an island in the tropics, you know, speaking Spanish, everything in Spanish, eating Puerto Rican food. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also learning English because my mom was in the military, so she always instilled, you know, in us this uh, just learning about English. And every chance she got, she was always speaking to me in English. And for me, it was like annoying. Mm -hmm. But then after I started growing up and seeing that. Uh, I could, I, I was reading books or watching cable television, like American TV channels, and I had this other world that I was privy to mm -hmm. that I couldn't have been if I didn't know English. Mm -hmm. So I had a little bit of, of both things. So I, it wasn't like a mysterious thing, this United States culture. But again, like I watch TV. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, listen to music or whatever. So it's not like I knew yeah. American culture, really. I knew it from the TV. Right. <laughs> so it's not the same at all. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> so. So you just got here not too long ago. Basically. Moved here. Basically. Permanently. Yeah. Permanently. So you've been really now immersed in yes. American culture. So what is 
the biggest culture shock for you? Ah, man, the biggest, I would say, I would say race, the race thing. Race thing. Yeah. Just elaborate a little bit. Yeah. Just the, the, let's see how, how, like how evident the difference in race is or like how, how important people make it here like in Puerto Rico since if if anyone if if our listeners don't know in Puerto Rico we are basically we're all mixed we are a mix of our indigenous uh, Taino uh, heritage which were the basically Native Americans so if a Puerto Rican does the 23andMe test you'll have a portion that says Native American, but it's because they lump all the indigenous uh, cultures in America. It's not, it doesn't mean that we're from Navajo or, you know, some Native United States. If not, it's the indigenous culture in Puerto Rico, which were called the Tainos. We're also mixed with our colonial ancestors, which were from Spain, and then our slave uh, lineage because obviously you know slaves were brought to America by by the colonists mm-hmm. so so we're a mix so our culture is also a mix it's a representation of all of our uh, heritage which which was not suppressed like our African culture was not suppressed our Native American wasn't either so it's all there it's still much alive and we live every day. So for me, it wasn't a, it wasn't evident. Like it's, it was just my, the way of living. So when I move here, that the you have a lot of conversation about racism and about races and like cultures and differences in cultures and this uh, discourse that we have nowadays. And I started to question or or started to take a, a look at my at my culture and I realized that I I know about my culture but not as much as I want. So and also I realized that my culture has is is more has more of an impact in my my if just in the way I am than I than I thought and coming here made me see things differently. So I am removed from the co- the environment that I was in. So now I can see it from the outside and see that my culture and my heritage and everything that makes us Puerto Rican make make makes me what I you know what I am today. So in my coming here. I discovered that I didn't know myself as much as I thought. Mm-hmm. I had an idea, but it made me look deeper into who I am mm-hmm. because of the culture change or the culture shock and and like people asking you, ooh, like from Puerto Rico and like they ask you questions about your food and oh, you like spicy food? And we're like, no, that's basically Mexican people, you know, or, you know, like, oh, you, you know, stuff like that. And, and that makes you, you know, you talk to people 
about who you are, but then you you stay that in your mind. You start thinking about, yeah, like what is my culture like? Like the real and the real impact that it had on me. Like why is it that uh, my culture is so that I didn't know it was it's so prevalent in me, but I didn't notice until I came here. Mm-hmm. So. That's been, I think, the biggest thing that I have found. Mm-hmm. So uh, it sounds like you've had to readjust your perspective of your own culture through the yes. lens of American culture a little bit because you weren't as uh, race conscious. No. You know. No, in Puerto Rico, we're all mixed, and and we we don't see. Uh, like differences mm-hmm. as much as people see here mm-hmm. or, or or pointed out in Puerto Rico where you're not pointing out anything. We're just Puerto Rican. Right. Uh, that's not to say that we don't have colorism, mm-hmm. which we do. That's, that's because in every culture there is a, a, a colorism or racism, but it's not as, as marked as here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got a chance to be in real America, right? So um, with all that being said, what things about you have you had to adjust? Not just from a cultural standpoint, but now how, you do, how do you fit and perceive yourself when you come to a new country? You know, uh, uh, I just, I don't think I have, Maybe I have adjusted things, but I don't know if I have. Uh, well, yes, I'm lying. I remember now. So the first thing that I perceived when I came here, my first day of... No, the, the day that I came here to interview before moving, I met up with these uh, co-workers that they took me out to, or future co-workers took me out to to have breakfast. And when I met them, I went to greet them with like a kiss on the cheek and a hug, like we do. We're very warm people in Puerto Rico. And they, like here, people don't do that, you know? Either you just stand and wave and say hi, or you you give uh, the other person the handshake. Mm-hmm. Or if you know them, you can give them a hug, you know? But <laughs> I went all in, you know? <laughs> These people <laughs> I have never met, and I was kind of nervous too, you know? And you're like, ah! And in mm-hmm. that moment, it's like, they looked at me like, what is she doing? So mm-hmm. that was my first shock of like, oh, damn. I mean, America, I forgot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Okay, so from then on, it's like programming my mind that I need to extend my handshake Mm -hmm. just to have a standard operating procedure, (laughs) you know? Very, very conscious about that. Mm -hmm. And also, I guess my my English has improved since I've been here because practice makes perfect, so... Mm-hmm. So English has improved, um, but apart from those things, um, I'm very, I'm very much the same. Like I haven't had to adjust. Mm-hmm. I think. What lesson about yourself? Okay. Have you learned? 
So let's learn about myself. So the thing is, ever since coming here, um, I've been on a journey, like you mentioned. I did. I have been on a journey, and I'm still on that journey because now that I'm here, that I am, I guess, discovering myself from this other perspective out of my normal environment, I have started to to know myself, to get to know myself. It hasn't it, it hasn't been easy. It's been a bumpy road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a bumpy road, and I say that because I didn't realize that I didn't know myself as much as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And coming here, starting new, and not having, I guess, the same habits that I used to have. You know, I used to go to work then I used to go to you know my gym and I had people over in my house or I would go out that was in Puerto Rico you know I was always doing something have friends family whatever so here I don't have any of that Mm -hmm. so I have a lot of more time with myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that has made me start to think right so now since you're spending a lot more time thinking what has been the biggest mindset change that you've had to adjust for? Mm. So, thinking. So, when I say I started thinking more because now I have more time, it was like going back to basics. So, now that I'm here in this new environment, out of my mm-hmm. comfort zone, I can make it whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And that is the question. What do I want? Mm-hmm. And... When I posed my, that question to myself, I came up with, like, not much. Is <laughs> that nothing? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was stunned that I didn't know. Yeah. And because, like I said, when I was in Puerto Rico, I didn't have time to think about that. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew myself because I was doing stuff that I liked. Mm -hmm. But here, that I'm not doing that stuff, that I have this chance to then do other stuff that I like or want to do, I couldn't come up with anything. Mm -hmm. So that made me think more. Right. It's interesting that you, when you made the transition here, how you had to like slow down. Oh, yeah. And not, first of all, just adjust, but really create space by accident. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you didn't know anybody. Yeah. I mean, you knew a few people, right? But I did, but... Mm-hmm. But not as many people as you knew back home. I don't have family. I don't have my best friends. I, I, have, I know people, but it's not like um, seeing them every day or hanging with them every day or talking on the phone with them mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. You you really disrupted your whole life in a good way, right? Yeah. So, and, you know, opportunities and whatever may happen. But it really causes, and this is one of the things that in our culture, period, we have a hard time slowing down. And you know, Ooh. we've sat down and had conversations on how busy we've I've been, you know. Yes. And I think it's something to be said when we don't have... I know you hate this word because I use it all the time. Margin. <laughs> a margin or, or just space for things in life. 
And what ends up happening is you end up just being a, a human doing than being a human being. You're just doing stuff. Yeah. And you don't even have time to think about why you're doing this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And if this stuff makes you happy, mm-hmm. you you don't even think about it because you have to do it because, because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and, I'll, and I'm one of the, the things that has triggered me is sometimes you forget you have the ability to choose yes. and say no. And say no. And say no. And or change your mind. Yes. Because you might think, oh, I want to do this. And then you start doing it. And you and you realize you don't like it. Mm-hmm. You have the sh- the opportunity to not do it anymore, mm-hmm. but people are afraid mm-hmm. of letting other people down. Or oh no, like I. But it's mm-hmm. not about that. It's mm-hmm. Like what? I, this is your life. Mm-hmm. You are the captain. You're steering the ship, mm-hmm. and whatever you say goes. Mm-hmm. And what people forget is that they have that power, like you said. Because we're all caught up in this every you know day to day life and all our responsibilities and and when I moved here that I didn't have that day to day grind or whatever that made me start I had an opportunity to start over mm-hmm. and I had to create that mm-hmm. because if I stayed in Puerto Rico I'm sure I would have been doing the same thing mm-hmm. you know or thinking the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I, I would have grown, mm-hmm. but not as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. as much as I feel now I am another person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I had that much to, to grow. I, I thought of myself, I'm pretty mature, level-headed. You know, I, I have my priorities in order, healthy person in general. But, but when I came here that I started to think about what I want my life to be that I came up with not much that made me get to know myself. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't know what I want, then what what is my life going to be like? Mm-hmm. No one else is going to choose for me. Right. And I can't just go along with the tide. I can't just go along with what other people say I should do mm-hmm. because they don't know me. Right. But I don't know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially nowadays when there's so many opportunities for us to find, everyone says, like, find your passion and mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. But in the same voice, they always say, like, you know, hustle hard. You can't, you know, uh, team no sleep. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, it you have this dichotomy of in order for me to succeed, I need to go all in and dedicate everything to it. But what is success? People there you go. Ta- success is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are missing. People mm-hmm. are not thinking, what is success for me? It's not having money. It's not buying a house. You know, this is what I've, I've seen, like the recipe for success, the American way. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to school, then you have a job or go to college get a job eventually you get a job mm-hmm. you know right you get married you buy a house you have the kid you have the the car you know you have this picture of what is the american dream mm-hmm. but people are not happy mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people are on the pre- antidepressants they're mm-hmm. depressed they have anxiety mm-hmm. they you know they're unhealthy mm-hmm. overweight whatever it is there's many, many, many sicknesses nowadays. Everyone's on a pill. 
No matter what pill it is, everyone is, oh, yeah, this, like, it's normal mm-hmm. when it's not. So is that, so let's take that, the American dream and that perspective from Puerto Rico. Do you, do you, is there a... There's still, in Puerto Rico, you, there's still that, that pressure that, mm-hmm. you know, your parents or your family's like, oh, so, so you have a boyfriend? Like, mm-hmm. that's the important thing. Or, oh, like... How's, how's it going with your job? They don't ask you, are you happy? Right. They ask you these things, and you think that's what you need to have. Because that's what they're asking Because that's what they're asking, because mm-hmm. that's their perspective of mm-hmm. what it means to <laughs> So in Puerto Rico, you guys have the exact same thing, but just different criteria. Right. It might differ in some things, but it's the same, I guess, the same expectation like the society puts on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically you have same pressures mm-hmm. from society or your family or whatever mm-hmm. that don't let you really think about what is it that you want for your life. Mm-hmm. You're just going along because you don't want to let down your family. Right. You know, so right. when you're when you're instilled that since you're a kid mm-hmm. and you have, you know, the education system as well that doesn't promote like when I I used to be that kid that I would question everything, mm-hmm. but the the teachers don't want to deal with that. They just want to get through their, you know, mm-hmm. their programming. And sometimes you put them on the spot and they don't know, and mm-hmm. they don't want to look like they don't know because they're the teacher. Right. You have some teachers like that, you know, mm-hmm. and and that quashes or the the free thinking. Yeah. And that. Sh- that thinking that you need to have to 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 get to know the world around you mm-hmm. and question things and get to know yourself and mm-hmm. don't fall into traps that years later you you you'll realize what am i doing with my life mm-hmm. why am i doing these things that make me not, don't make me happy right and you don't even know what things make you happy cuz you've been doing what everyone else exactly wants you to do it's interesting um the Matrix, when you were saying that, the expectations, I was thinking about the movie The Matrix mm. and how when you're in The Matrix, there is a certain, uh, there was a certain code that said these persons would live and do these kinds of things. Mm. And it was just the expectation. But when Neo got out The Matrix, right. he had to like relearn how to breathe. He had yes. to change his diet. He had to be able to adjust to the outside world and the reality and the reality of the situation yeah but the thing is what made him different was he was able to be unplugged from the matrix and go back in when he needed to with a unique perspective right oh yes so i think sometimes what happens is when you get unplugged from the matrix so to speak oh my gosh you end up being anomaly Uh like an anomaly yeah and things that people have adopted over the years and you start questioning them, right. they attack you. Yes. Like, like I uh, can't remember the guy, the guy with the glasses in the Matrix. Oh, yeah. That guy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who would always say Mr. Anderson. He was the guardian of the Matrix right. to bring the, Of the status quo, yeah. right? Yeah, because they didn't want anything to disrupt disrupt the matrix so that people get wise and wake up and Mm -hmm. then start a revolution Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) right it's it's amazing how 
opening our minds to different things and just asking questions yeah. about things. Just- I, I was able to do that because I removed myself mm-hmm. from, I, I exited the matrix mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that pushed me to, like someone else might have moved uh, also, but maybe that other person, which I think happened to me too. At first, I... I tried to regain the life I had back in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I joined the gym and I was like going out, meeting people, mm-hmm. try to fill that time I used to to go out during the week as mm-hmm. well and just having the same mentality in a different place, but then I found eventually my my I had some friends that that I was going through some things. I was feeling insecure, you know. Mm-hmm. And but I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And some friends told me because they know you, your friends know you, your family knows you. Mm-hmm. And when you are acting differently, they are the ones to tell you the, the pe- people that are closest to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they know you better than you know yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> in Absolutely. certain certain times, you mm-hmm. know. So these friends of mine started telling me like, "What is wrong? What what is going on? Why are you acting this way? Or why are you?" Uh, doing these things that this is not who you are or mm-hmm. what they know they knew myself to be so mm-hmm. that made me question okay you're right like why am i acting this way mm-hmm. why am i trying to fill this void mm-hmm. that i was filling with mm-hmm. going out and meeting people and it's not like that's what i used to do right or what i i don't know made me happy mm-hmm. and i didn't realize that until they told me Mm-hmm. And I started questioning that. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. why am I doing these things? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I feel alone, mm-hmm. because I I don't feel whatever it is, mm-hmm. insecure about me or my body, my weight. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Just so many things. So it, I, I think this is a great topic now that you say, like, I had people who could tell me that something was wrong. Yeah, because sometimes we we are the last people yeah. to yeah. F- ourselves to know that something's wrong, right? Even mm-hmm. we have to hire people, we have to hire doctors, we have to hire <laughs> trainers to let us know, like, right. hey, you're doing this wrong, yeah. but you know you're doing something wrong, but you don't know how to fix it yet, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you just kind of hit on that a great point. How much of the people? How much? influence did the people around you affect how you started to perceive yourself and and start creating the changes so the thing is that everyone has an opinion right Mm -hmm. but you have to be very discerning Mm -hmm. on who you listen absolutely right so you can't just listen to everybody Mm -hmm. you so these friends of mine i know that um, they've they've been with me through some lows, mm-hmm. you know, and and they they I know that they have the best interest in mm-hmm. mind of my best interest. So so those are people that I trust, and also my aunt is another person that called me out too. Mm-hmm. She she noticed. I was like, you're not happy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she was right, and and. I knew that mm-hmm. in a in a way, but I was filling my time with stuff to distract myself mm. from feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling bad or feeling 
sad or feeling less. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to 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 do all this stuff to distract myself to not think about and you don't you do that uh, like unconsciously mm-hmm. even. So when someone points that out, you can either get defensive mm-hmm. or 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 you can look look at yourself and and see what is why are they saying these things mm-hmm. and that is something that I do mm-hmm. naturally I put myself in other people's shoes mm-hmm. and try to understand them mm-hmm. but then when someone says something like that to me I have to step out of myself mm-hmm. and try to understand me from a outsider's point of view mm-hmm. because they are seeing something I am not seeing that's hard and that is hard. That's hard because ego gets in the way. Right. Pride. I know you've told me some things. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not that not that it doesn't come from a place of love. No, of course. But what it does is it challenges your way of thinking, and you can't just immediately respond with no. It, try to reject it because you don't want to be wrong. Yeah. No one wants to be wrong. No yeah. one likes to admit being wrong either. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think, human nature to get defensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you have those people that you know love you, mm-hmm. you know that they tell you things not in a attack mm-hmm. way or a combative way. They're mm-hmm. telling you because they love you mm-hmm. and they just want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. Then you have an opportunity to, instead of defending yourself, mm-hmm. taking it in. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't realize it at that moment. Maybe at the moment that those people tell you the, those things, you don't really realize it, but you start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's all about your mind. It, everything starts there. Mm-hmm. When you think about stuff, what do you like? Anything you do starts with a thought. Mm-hmm. So if we don't think about the way we're feeling, we, first of all, are not going to realize that we are unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to keep doing stuff that will keep making us unhappy mm-hmm. until then it becomes even a sickness. Right. Becomes your body starts to tell you physically. Mm-hmm. You start feeling bad. You can't sleep. Mm-hmm. I used to have, um, how do you call that when you when you get warm during the night? Like Hot that. flashes. Mm-hmm. I, I used to not sleep well. I used to get hot flashes, and my skin was dull, and I was going to Sephora and, and asking the lady what creams I need to buy to improve my skin, and the lady was very helpful, and I would buy stuff and use it and think it was working, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we do in all aspects of our lives. We think it's something else that we're missing mm-hmm. When in reality, it's that we haven't really thought about what is the root cause. Mm, mm-hmm. So my skin was because I wasn't drinking water. Mm. Simple right. and free. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't need to buy $50 creams. Right. You know? You can't use the outward things to fix an inward problem. Yep. And those are some of the hardest things to determine. Or, you know, you get to the point of addiction Right. Yes, exactly. And, and you get you whatever feeling you're trying to get rid of. Suppress. Or suppress. Yeah. yeah you can't get rid of it. No. You know, um, you know, I gotta go scripturally on this. There's thing like the the ways the flesh can only intake so much, mm-hmm. right? So the ways of the flesh, so like things that you 
light with your eyes or um, senses or your ego, whatever, whatever you feed faints. Like if you feed your flesh, it's temporary. You, it's temporary. And in the Bible says, you know, the spirit first, then the physical. Mm. So the thing is, whatever you manifest, if you're using things from the physical, it's already gone. So you have to start manifesting that inward person and develop those inward things. And then you will manifest your the physical. You are already I think you hit it earlier. Mm -hmm. You're you. Everything starts with a thought. Yeah. The plate, the microphone that we're using now was somebody else's idea. Right. And they're getting paid multimillion dollars <laughs> on this little podcast microphone that we're using. But everything was a thought. It was birthed before it came to pass. And you're hit I, I think this is this is critical to our listeners. That you have to do the inside stuff first. Yeah, the hardest thing. That's the hardest that thing. That is the hardest. That's why we avoid it. Because mm-hmm. you got to face the reality. Because, yeah, because yeah. then you face the reality that you're not really happy, mm-hmm. which what which is what you're trying to portray to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you post your Instagram pictures, and you travel, and you go here and there, you buy nice clothes, you have the makeup, you know, you have the life that everyone wants to live. Mm-hmm. But it's all perception. But what about, well, are you happy? Right. Yeah. That is what's important. Mm-hmm. So, so when, you've, you, when I'm faced with that, that um, my friend telling me and my aunt telling me and even you, you know, the people that you, you trust that, that you have let them know, get to know you, the real you. Mm-hmm. Then that is valuable. That made me start to think. Mm -hmm. And that thinking made me want to then start to... Because I started to have questions. Mm -hmm. And those questions I didn't have answers to. Mm -hmm. But you know where the answers are? They're written. Mm -hmm. Everything... What did Will say? Will Will Smith? Everything he he did like a... a, a, He was in a speaking... uh, He was speaking somewhere and he was Mm -hmm. saying like... Like everything that there is to know is already written. Like mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. need to look. There's a Bible. I know, mm-hmm. you know. I I didn't read the Bible, but I did read some books, mm-hmm. self help books. Mm-hmm. The Bible is like the original one. Right. <laughs> but I went right. to other other areas because everything is written down. So mm-hmm. if I have a question that I don't know, then I go look for it. Mm-hmm. And that is something I'm really good at mm-hmm. because that's what I that's part of my job. Right. So I'm very good at, at looking and, and knowing stuff and finding stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. finding whatever it is I need, I find it. Right. So I did that. I, I, I did a project on myself. Mm-hmm. So the questions that I was having, I started reading books that started to uh, educate myself mm-hmm. in the areas that I was that I knew that I didn't have answers. Mm-hmm. So I started reading and realizing things about myself. Mm-hmm. I started to identify patterns of behavior because mm-hmm. those patterns of behavior are symptoms of something deeper. Mm-hmm. And that something deeper, I got to it. I got, I, I started to remove layers mm-hmm. little by little until I got to the root cause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once I know, once you know the problem, that's half of the battle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
now now I'm aware. At least I can do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was feeling insecure about myself. But why? You know, mm-hmm. you start asking, why am I insecure? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't used to feel this way. Maybe I did, but I didn't notice. Right. Maybe I did all my life. Right. Really. And I didn't notice. I thought I was super confident. And all my friends were like, oh, my God. I admired. Like, you're such, you know, you're like the the example to mm-hmm. follow. So I, I, that was also something that I was growing up. I was always like the example for someone else. So I prided myself in that. Mm. So I didn't didn't think I needed anything right. to improve. Right, right. <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> but you know, you you did you did the hard work though of getting outside of you. I mean, you did the environment like you change your environment, you change. Yeah. But you know that your your life is really the scenario that most people need to go through. Like they need to change their environment. Yeah, yeah that's the first change, thing. Yeah, change your environment. If you don't like your job, you're miserable. Change your job, yeah, change man. Change your job. You know, and as much as, but the thing is, some people, it goes back to your thinking too, is that you got to think you can get something different. Right. You got to prepare yourself for that too, you know. But it hit, but you, but once you decide, I'm going to change, you got to change. And, once you identify and do the internal work, just slowing down, creating some space for you to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, journaling has been something I've been doing lately for yeah. myself. But just getting into a space where you can say, you know what, I, don't, I want this. I don't want this. Right. Should I have this? I don't know. But then really start digging into why you feel you need to do what you do. And if you can confidently say, hey, this is what I want, mm-hmm. you know, more power to you. But then wh- what do you say to people that say, I don't have time? Well, they don't have time to not do it. Right. Because they're going to waste it. I mean, it's a choice. It's yeah. a choice. You have time when you want it. Yeah. You have time for the things you really want. Mm-hmm. Don't we all? We do. If you we make have time. Yeah, we have time for Facebook. We have time for Instagram mm-hmm. because because we, we want. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So when you're say when you when someone says to me, "I don't have time," that is an excuse. Mm-hmm. That is a deflection. Mm-hmm. It's because they don't want to do the work because right. it's scary. Yeah. Because people are afraid of discovering that they're not really happy. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's the other side. I think. Of it that panics people. Yeah. Because it's like, I've been doing this my whole life. This is what you know. This is what I know. Right. But I don't know what I'll find on the other side exactly. of it. And that's one of the things that you, and even on my personal journey, uh, I mean, I'm going through journeys now, right? Mm-hmm. Even in that, it has to be better than where I'm currently in. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that most people right. don't. They don't believe. Don't believe. Yeah. And there's freedom on the other side. I, I'm going to use the Will Smith version because this is it got famous on Instagram. Right. But he said, on the other side of terror is ultimate bliss. I think it was in reference to him jumping out of a plane in Dubai, skydiving. Oh, my gosh. And he said, before I knew it, Huh. I was I was terrified. I was about he said I was about to get down, but 
once he jumped, it was the, was, best, thing the best thing he ever did mm-hmm. because he got to an edge of himself that almost stopped him from seeing something and experiencing something magnificent. Right. And, um, you know, to our listeners, if you are getting some kind of fear, some kind of pushback from yourself, some anxiety or whatever, you just have to keep pushing through. Maybe you're on the right path. Yeah. <laughs> when you find those feelings. Yeah. Pain is a good signal. I think fear is a good signal to let you know that I'm actually going where I need to go. Mm-hmm. How could you even celebrate the fact that you had a great triumph over something that was trying to hinder you? You know what I'm saying? I think I might have said that crazy. But <laughs> you get do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I do because life would be super boring. You have to do the work. Mm-hmm. You have to really dig deep and look at yourself and so that's what I've been doing this past year is is taking a look at what I want with my life. Mm-hmm. One last closing question. Okay. Okay. There's a room you go into and sitting in that chair is a 21-year-old Nadimar. Mm-hmm. What would Nadimar of today tell her if you could only give her one thing? Mm. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is just keep, like keep doing what you're doing. Because whatever my life, whatever I did in my life has led me here. Mm. And I am not going to try and cut corners and Mm. say to her the things that I know now, Mm -hmm. I had to discover. I had to go through those 10 years between 21 and 31 Mm -hmm. of learning, of mistakes, Mm -hmm. of regrets, all those things led me here. Mm -hmm. So I was just tell her, keep going. You're doing good. You could could be doing better eventually. You'll be better. Now I'm better. Mm -hmm. But when I'm 21, I don't think I, if I would tell her stuff that I know now, that would... She wouldn't listen. No, that's the thing. Because Everything has to start from you. People can tell you advice, do this, do that. But if you are not willing to listen or like discover that for yourself, mm-hmm. you don't have that that fire burning saying that like you need to change, mm-hmm. then it's all for nothing. Right. You can't, what is it that you can't? take the horse to the... Oh, you can't take... Uh, you can lead a horse to drink. Sorry. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Nah. Right. Nah. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast, folks. Just want to thank my guest, Nadi Mar, for joining and just elaborating on the topic of becoming who you have been designing, created to be. It's a difficult journey to unlearn some of the things that we've been learning as we've been growing up and as we've been told. But if uh, you get out your comfort zone and allow yourself to do it scared, do it afraid with some faith, you only need a little bit, 
the Bible says the grain of a mustard seed just to get started. Putting the work. And putting in the work. I guarantee that you will be manifesting a different version of yourself and it will foster the appetite for you to discern and discover who you have been designed to be. I hope this was encouraging to you. Make sure that you share this and leave a comment on any of the podcast platforms that you use. Take the time to refresh your life. Refresh the life of others around you. Tune in next week. We'll have a brand new podcast and you don't want to miss what we have in store 